Welcome to the Crack House Chronicles, your favorite true crime podcast. I am Donnie, and with me is a man who wants everyone to know that when he woke up this morning, he felt like a million bucks. But that's with the cost of inflation. It's Dale. <laughs> you know, like, like $1.39. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, dude, I thought that of me because, man, I've been sick for about a week. Yeah, I know, man. You're good to see you on the mend. I am. I'm on the mend, yeah. You're a little Mr. Pitiful a couple of days. Man, I was puny. <laughs> yeah, I felt like a million bucks with the cost of inflation. <laughs> it was rough. Well, yeah, I'm glad you're back on your feet. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the mend, I think. On the mend. On the mend. What's going on, dude? Oh, same old, same old. Supper's cold as shit. It is cold. <laughs> you like that stuff. I don't care uh, nothing about it. I like the cold weather. I'm at 27 degrees this morning, or 26. That's enough. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> Walk outside and see your breath. No, thanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that ain't for you, huh? You can have that. No, I love it. I'll take all of it. All right. You got any good shout-outs, bud? Man, we got one tremendous shout-out coming to you. We got to say shout-out to for uh, Apple Podcast Five Star. Five-star, five-star. <laughs> five-star review we got from our friend Sarah Rose 904 And she says, current favorite podcast. I found this, wait, current favorite podcast, exclamation point, exclamation point. I'm going to leave that out. I found this podcast about a week ago and seriously can't get enough of it. The cases they discuss seem so more unique than what I'm used to hearing. Do yourself a favor and add this station to your library. And Sarah, we really appreciate you. Thank you so much for that. And I uh, hope you enjoy your shout out. We appreciate you, sir. And tell all your <laughs> friends about us. Yeah. Tell everybody you know. Yeah, that's usually our best uh, way of uh, getting recruitment is uh, having other folks tell somebody. Man, that word of mouth stuff is good Good stuff. It's good stuff. It is. It is. Yep. Can't buy that. Yep. And we don't do this often, but we want everybody to check out our social media pages, our Facebook pages. We have a regular Crack House Chronicles Facebook page, then we have a Fans of Crack House Chronicles page. Yes. It's where it's all you guys can get in there and interact with each other and talk about our cases or talk about stuff we post and just have a good old time. Yeah, and then uh, on the Facebook page, uh, at the top I got pinned is a, a Lisbon uh, survey. If you guys jump on there and take that survey for us. Okay. It's only like a two or three questions it's, it's real simple yeah yeah but i got it pinned to the top of the page okay and it'll help uh get us monetized yeah move us up some ratings a little bit yep maybe samsung will pay attention yeah it sure will <laughs> and check out our instagram we don't post a lot on instagram every once in a while but check us out on there we'll post pictures and stuff we're doing and cases we're covering yeah we got a twitter and i don't really ever use that either but we try yep we got a lot of stuff we're doing yeah. But anyway, yeah, we, we a, got them. <laughs> this is a, this is a two man show, so it is what it is. You get yeah, what you get. You get what you get, and apparently you like it. So we appreciate you. Yeah, yeah we appreciate everybody. Yeah, damn right. And if anybody wants to go to Apple Podcasts like Sarah Rose and give us a five star and write something in the box, please write something in the box. Yep, they'll get you noticed. They will get you noticed. That's right. Yep, and you will get a shout out. That's right. Yep. We also have a Patreon that we're working on. Mm-hmm. And we, we appreciate get stuff on put on there. Yeah, getting some stuff built up for that. Going to do some video stuff here pretty soon, I think. And all you folks that uh, waiting on your goodies from Patreon, I have got it mailed out. So well, finally, ho- hopefully you'll get it mail get it pretty soon in the mail. So yeah, probably do. Probably got it already. Yeah. So I hope, you- I hope so. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yep. All right. Nothing else, Dale. Nothing else. We got super special, super special. Yeah, episode we've got today. a we've got a very unique episode today. Uh, we've got an interview we're doing. And before we get started, let's just remind everybody, they need to go back and check out episode 61 we did. Yes. Uh, this is on 13 Minutes, Patrice Indress. Yep. 
It's a case we covered from a woman in Georgia. She was running a beauty salon down there and disappeared. All within 13 minutes. Yep. She disappeared on April 15th of 2004. And uh, you can also check out the new series on Netflix called Unsolved Mysteries. If you'll go there and check that out. That was season one, episode two. Yeah. And uh, you need to check that out um, if you want to. Yeah, they covered it there as well. Yeah. But today, Dale, we are privileged yes, and honored. Yes, very much so. Yes. Yeah, this has been a long time in the works. And we threw it around back and forth. Should we do it? Should we not do it? Should we reach out to him but we did we did and uh, he was happy to do it but we are pleased to have on the show today the son of patrice andres pistol black mr pistol black yeah welcome to the show pistol i appreciate it guys i'm happy to be here we appreciate you being on here and doing this for us before we get started just tell us a little bit of background on you and your mom you know we watched you on unsolved mysteries and it seemed uh, you guys were pretty tight I uh, I put it to you like this. Um, so my mother was um, pretty much uh, an extremely outgoing person. Yeah. So it was hard to keep up. Um, but you know, she kept me busy as well with just about everything you can imagine. Um, so you know, and for a long time it was you know her and I without the, uh, the man that she had married um, that you guys. Had, you know, been aware of mm-hmm. on uh, unsolved mysteries. Um, as far as my uh, my mother and I went, we um, we spent a lot of time together. Just her and I. Cause she was a single parent for quite a few years um, of my life, mm-hmm. um, and it pretty much was the same. You know, once her uh, late husband came into play, uh, and a bunch of jealousy issues. But she tried to make sure that I uh, I was still you know full force taken care of regardless of any situation uh, that may have come into play. Um, you know, and it's just, we did a lot of stuff, just her and I, you know. Right. A, uh, a very athletic person, a driven person. She made sure uh, I had everything I ever wanted. It seemed like she was there for you on everything you did, too, all your athletic events and all your school activities oh, yeah. and every game and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put you like this, guys. If I mention something, or one of uh, the coaches at any of the schools I went to mentioned something. Is okay. Yeah, you're going to do that. You're going to win, and and whatever it takes. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Like, wow. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty dang cool. Let's go to April fifteenth of two thousand four. Now this was the okay. day that your mom went missing. But that morning, um, you and her gotten some kind of little argument or something that morning about a, about a girlfriend or something. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. So um, my mother would wake me up in the morning. Uh, and the way she would wake me up is I'd hear the treadmill start running. Okay. Uh-huh. And it was, it was extremely early every morning, probably <laughs> four, four thirty. Um, and then of course I lived 40 minutes from the, uh, the high school that I was going to. So we also had that commute. Right. Uh, and she had another 20 minutes from there. But we, uh, we'd gotten into it because she, uh, she wanted to stop and get breakfast and all this. And I was, you know, her you spend up, you know, extra fifteen minutes with a girl that I was dating. Yeah. Um got into it, but you know, it's one of the situations where at the end of the day it was a small argument. It wasn't something that, that would you know, become something bigger <laughs> later on in the day. So and of course, 
she still got me there with 10 minutes to, uh, to spare a court, even though we had uh, argued about the situation yeah. in general. So, you know, that was the type of person she was. Hard love, but, you know, love nonetheless. Um, so, the uh, as my day progressed from that point, uh, you know, of course, I was happy at that point getting there and, uh, you know, to hang out with the, uh, the chick that was there. So, one day went on, and I was about probably two-thirds of the way through my day, and I had um, I had a school resource officer um, come in to, uh, to a class that I was in. Uh, I think it was biology or something of that nature, but I uh, came in and he asked me if I had uh, spoke with my mother okay, or heard from her. And or knew where she was. And I said, well, I'm assuming she's, you know, at her hair salon because she's not around me. That's normally where she is. Um, he said, well, you mind trying to give her a call? So, you know, of course, I had a cell phone that uh, she would call me and keep tabs on where I was at and what I was doing because it was always some kind of extracurricular after school. Right. But I hadn't had any text messages or anything since that morning. So I just assumed she was busy. But most of the time, I got a call at lunch. Um, so I went to lunch that day, didn't get a call from her or anything, but didn't think anything about it, you know. So another one of those situations where I was uh, hanging out with the uh, the opposite sex. So <laughs> right. The, uh, the resource officer said, give her a call. I, uh, I tried to give her a call three or four times, um, and it was probably around 1.30-ish at this point, maybe 2 o'clock. Um, after this point, the, uh, the school resource officer, um, put me in his, uh, squad car and took me to the Forsyth County, uh, deputy, um, or sheriff department, rather. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, they went into a, uh, point of almost an interrogate. Wow. And I had really no idea what was even going on at that. I had no idea if my mother was missing. I didn't, you know, they weren't telling me any of this. Okay. So it, it was quite odd to me at the time. Um, about probably two hours or so into this um, interrogation. What kind of stuff were they asking yeah. you, though, dude? What, what were they asking you in the uh, interrogation? They, uh, they pretty much asked me questions like, um, did your mother say anything about leaving or was she planning to to take off or she had some trip she was going on that nobody knew about and I'm going I mean I have no idea grilling you and you have no idea why exactly so they uh, they commenced to um, making me put myself on the way and at this point I'm flipping um, my uh, best friend's mother called me and was asking me where I was at and if I was okay and if I needed anything and I'm going what is going on what I mean I don't even understand I'm at the sheriff's department well, he said, well, your mother's missing. She's been missing um, since this morning. And I'm going, okay, she's been missing since this morning. So why is it just now, three or four hours later at this point, or probably more so, that I'm getting some news and it's from you instead of, you know, to law enforcement. Right. Didn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, at this point, I'm a teenager that, I mean, obviously, would have no idea how to do anything of this nature. Um, or even remotely um, have a thought of something like this. So 
It was very strange. Um, after this point, I received a call from the Australian citizen, and he pulled up to the sheriff's department. He told me to get in the car. I got in the car, and he drove me to her hair salon that you would, uh, that she had become missing from. Mm-hmm. Told me to get out of the car and took off. What? Of course, there was a lot of friends of hers and mine there. Right. You know, and they opened me, you know, gave me hugs and everything else. But at this point, I was just, I was more so, um, curious, want to know where she's at, did, had never experienced anything like this in my life with her. Yeah, you had to be in some, like, shock almost. Uh, I, I had no clue what to do. Uh, and uh, my father, my um, biological father, pulled up probably 20 or 30 minutes after that. Um, of course, he lived like two hours plus away. So I'm assuming as soon as he got the phone call, he was on the way. Um, he, uh, he pulled up and he said, look, uh, I don't know what's going on. We're going to get to the bottom of it. We're going to find out where your mom is. They had a pretty good relationship, didn't they? Uh, they were best friends. Yeah. There, there wasn't anything else. Yeah. I um, thought, thought I remember hearing they had a, a really good relationship <clears throat> as far as, you know, being being really good friends. Right. Well, well, my father was uh, uh, quite a bit older than my mother was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he met my mother when she was late teens, early 20s. Okay. And pretty much showed her what the world was about. My, uh, and my father at that point was um, uh, pretty wealthy, and that was a lot of my childhood. Um, mm-hmm. However, you know, there was other demons that I was unaware of in that mix uh, that uh, that relationship dissolved, but they never made any type of situation. Yeah. Um, aware of there was any kind of strife between them, or uh, I wasn't able to see one or the other, or uh, anything like that. That's good. And I just, I, I didn't understand it. The, um, the estranged husband had some kind of vendetta, uh, against my father recently. And he just, regardless of what my mother tried to tell him, it, he was always on some kind of, uh, ulterior fault. Um, but like I said, I had never seen my mother and father since they split up. Mm-hmm. Had any kind of, um, you know, physical relationship other than, um, yes, not the, uh, Give me a hug, you know. That's what it was. Right. Their best friends. So when you got to the um, you got to the beauty shop, what did you see there? I mean, did you go inside and look around? Was you looking for stuff, or did they let you? They they didn't allow me in. So when I got there, the uh, parking lot full of uh, GBI, and um, it was cautioned off. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, I tried to go in, and they uh, they were doing the investigation yeah. on the property itself. So allowing yeah so that morning she had a, a couple appointments uh, i think it was a woman named pam shepherd i think that was her first appointment her first customer that morning yeah have, have you talked to pam at all I about this not. you have not i have not if i have um it's very, been very brief and it's been you know quite some years ago yeah um you know so when anything that was extremely um Pressing on my mind. Yeah, I just didn't know if any of the customers that morning had said anything about how her demeanor was, how she was acting that morning, if you know. The, 
the only thing that I, I do know is the um, the appointment that she had before this transpired. Mm-hmm. Uh, they told me that um, she was perfectly normal, bubbly, you know, congenial. That there was nothing out there working. Yeah, and you know, if like I told you, before, she was extremely athletic. So she was not the type of person that's just gonna lay down and take it any kind of abuse from anyone whatsoever. Uh, that's just the way she was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not as far as going and saying that she's violent by any means. That wasn't in any way. Um, but she, uh, she was definitely a uh, strong-willed person. It didn't, hmm. uh, didn't make any sense with no struggle. Yeah. Anything like that. And nothing missed. That, that was the other part that was uh, baffling. So she seemed to be just going about her day. I mean, she'd heated up her lunch and just was just hanging out at the shop. That's it. That was her life. Yeah. I mean, it's unreal. How long after all this transpired were you able to go in the shop, or did you were you able to ever go in the shop and look around? Um, I'll put it to you like this. I, about a year after they found her remains, okay, I uh, I stopped in the shop and and wanted to just go in. At this point, it had been um, turned into a uh, pet groomer uh, or pet grooming service. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they let me come in and then, you know, walk around and everything like that. I explained to them why I was there and everything else. So they didn't have an issue with it, but it was, uh, it was, it was lifeless. It was cold. Yeah. Mm. So you, you never did get, to, you never did get to see the shop, um, at all. It was like, what, two, three years later then? Yeah, I saw it uh, from the outside. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So you never did get to go in and look at what was going on there, you know, anything she had or, Nothing. Wow. I, I didn't know that. Can, yeah. Look, I, I'm going to put it to you like this. Um, so, two days after this happened, the uh, door locks were changed on our home that I lived with my mother and, and her uh, husband. Okay. Uh, I was not allowed to get in there, get any kind of clothing, anything like that. That shit uh, blows my mind right there, dude. That blows you know, my damn mind. Um, and, I mean, <laughs> I'll put it to you like this, guys, when... With, uh, and I don't know really if I'm going to go uh, the legal end of this, but when it came down to it, I, um, I got one of my mother's cars. I did not receive my car. Um, he, uh, he thought it would be funny to take it and sell it to the neighbor for $500 for some reason. Wow. God almighty. Uh, okay. Um, didn't receive a single picture of my mother. Um, no personal effect whatsoever. Um, I mean, pretty much that part of my life was like a uh, a piece of paper that burned up. And so that's still true to this day. You still don't have anything. Uh, I have pictures over the years that I've received from different family members that have come across them, but um, nothing from him. You know, uh, no, nothing. What I've the man? So the the morning you got up and she was taking you to school, that was the last time you were in that home, right? That was correct. Yeah, yeah. When I went back to try to get some things, I wasn't even allowed in the home. Um, officers had to go in and actually get things that I was asking for, mm-hmm. and it was hit or, hit or miss, you know what I'm saying, as far as like, 
showed up at the house. Um, he actually called the police and uh, wow. had them under the um, impression that I was trying to break into the home. So, this just infuriates me, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. That, that was, just blows our mind, man. I mean, it really, and, and probably blows a lot of people's mind that, that you were treated that way, not to be able to go back into your own home that day. I just, um, I'm just trying to figure out where did you go that night? Yeah, after they dropped you off at the salon and left, and then your dad, your uh, biological dad shows up, and then you went with him? Yeah. Yeah, I went with him, um, and of course, we went to a, uh, uh, a hotel um, that was close by, mm-hmm. and they with the command center as closely as possible. Um, and then after about a week or so of staying in the hotel and not really getting any kind of leeway or um, any kind of uh, update for clues or anything like that had gone, we, um, we actually went to my house. Uh, on Old Mill Parkway, Alpharetta, about 20 minutes away. And she let me stay there through the, uh, the end of my school year and through the end of anything that was going on in the investigation. The, uh, that area was pretty much all I knew um, as far as my childhood went. Uh, friends that I'd known for years uh, went to court. I stayed at the command center as much as possible during the uh, on-site mm-hmm. um, dealing. So I'd have tons of friends that come to check on me and bring me food or ask me if I needed a place to stay or anything like that. Their parents well, But uh, that, that was not really on my agenda. Pretty much, look, <laughs> I need to figure out what's going on with my mother and yeah. get back to the so. How often do the... Uh Authorities talk to you now, or how often do you hear from them? Um, I would be like it's probably been four or five years since I, uh, I spoke with the TBI. Um, and it was just pretty much draining from like uh, things that inmates had said or heard or asked me about um, different things about my mother. Or, what kind of jewelry she wore and you know, how she was because they had uh, serial killers that were trying to add her to a, uh, I guess their list yeah. of um, condemned and it's, uh, none of it rang through. So, um, but until that point, I probably spoke with them every two or three months. Uh, just randomly, they'd call me out of the blue and say, hey, meet me in Douglasville at this office complex. Yeah. And that's all it would be. Hmm. So I don't guess you hear from Rob at all, do you? No, I, I have not spoken to him. Um, probably since about a month after he went there. Wow. With, uh, with the um, exception of a uh, litigation with a lawyer once he was the... Um, uh, oh... Lord, I can't even find, um, think on that one, um, executive of the estate, rather. So, you know, with his will to do whatever he wanted to with all of the property, including her hair salon and, you know, everything else. 
What did he have to say to you the last time you spoke to him? Uh, he said, well, what are you going to do now that the cash cow's gone? Holy shit. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I swear to God. <laughs> Believe me, I went from, uh, from actually being a, uh, a person that didn't really want for things because it was one of the situations where it was something I liked. I, I had gotten it, not because I begged for it or anything like that. That was perfectly okay. My, uh, my mother actually made me work for everything I got. Mm-hmm. Um, she would meet me halfway on it. So whatever I wanted, okay, you pay half, I'll pay the other half. And, okay, you knew that. So, uh, he just, he's a tough person. Any kind of attention that was away from him was bad attention. And he was going to cross it off it. Um, you know, every stop. How far away does he live from you now? Do you know? Um, as, as far as I'm aware, he lives in Douglasville, which is about yeah. uh, 20, about 20 miles where I'm at. I don't guess you happen to run into him anytime or anything, do you? Or pass him on the road? Uh, or? I pass, yeah, I've passed him in traffic a couple of times um, in the past couple of years, but, you know, it's mm. one of the situations where, uh, he caused me so much grief in my younger years that I would rather not um, get into any kind of uh, confrontation with him uh, because I'm unsure of, of how I would feel. I got um, you. Uh, uh, yeah, because you know, I'm yeah, I'm an adult now. So yeah, you, you, you definitely yeah, you're on the same playing field now, so it'd be a whole different story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you definitely take the high road on this. I'll tell you though, man. I don't know. I don't know how I would act in your situation. I don't know what I would do. I, I would hope I'd be acting like you are, because you seem pretty level-headed about it now. Because, damn, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell you, man. I um, I suppressed a lot of it and, and just kept moving forward on the track that she had set me on in life, and it didn't uh, didn't always go the way that. Um, she had imagined it due to the fact that I just I didn't have the backing that I would have had. It would have been around mm-hmm. um, or the support as far as that went. But I uh, I, I tried my best, and I, I come to find that everyone has been through something. You can't judge one or worse than another because if that's what the person's been through, that's the worst they've ever seen. So they can't really get on the same playing field that you are. Yeah, right. With a lot of subjects. So it, you know, it crumbled me over the years. The gentleman that found her remains behind the church, have you spoken to them any at all? Were you able to talk to those guys? Um, I did speak with that guy. Um, very genuine guy from the area. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it was really a happenstance. Uh, the, uh, he was working on the backside of the roof on the church. Yeah.
So they never found your mother's wedding ring either, did they? They uh, they told me that they found um, different pieces of jewelry that she had because my mother wore a lot of uh, gold jewelry. about uh, your mom's ashes I know there's some there's a petition out there I've seen online for you to for people to sign to get for you to get her ashes is there any progress on that at all zero 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 progress on that um, and like uh, I don't know I heard it earlier but uh, I've never been to in a hundred yards of, of her her remaining thing like that he had taken Did you say that her remains were not at the, or her her cremains were not at the, uh, at her service? Yeah, they were not. Oh wow! Dang man, we I mean we knew this Rob guy was well. I'm just gonna say it, he was pretty pretty much trash. And you know, watching the show, but he, that didn't even that didn't even scratch the surface on this guy. I I don't know, guys. Is the uh, type of person that will uh, argue a point if that's where he wants to leave it, that's where he be. Yeah. Mm. Dang, dude. I mean, I don't... I can't imagine what you've been through because we've done this episode 61 on this and we had a lot of good response from it and, you know, everybody watching the Unsolved Mysteries episode and, you know, me and Dale threw it back and forth for a while then we threw it off the table about, you know, trying to get in touch with you about covering this and we didn't know if we should if we should dig it you know or even if you would want to yeah yeah but you know it seems like uh we get a lot of comments you know even now and it's been you know a year later almost you know when somebody listens to the episode we get a lot of comments and, and man you got a lot of support out there you know a lot of people are they'll always comment on how how you you were done and how, how wrong it was and so just know you have a, a ton of support out here man it's uh, it's one of those situations where it's a lot of people go into um, either a hermit mode where they just shut everyone out, you know, and think everybody's out for something or another. But uh, I really haven't gotten any crazy messages from anyone. Right. Um, you know, it's it's all been good support. That's good, man. Yeah, you need all the positivity you can get after the, what you've been through, dude. Uh, yeah, I'll take any that uh, that comes my way. Yes, sir. And hopefully give it back yeah, the best I can. Yeah. When you done the Unsolved Mysteries episode, how how did you feel about after that was put out? How was what was your reaction to that and the the story they the way they portrayed it? Well, I'll tell you guys. So, like I mentioned before, um, I had suppressed a lot of memories. You know, I remember my mother as, you know, the outgoing person she was. You know, I loved her. You know, that was my life for half of my life. Yes. Um, so I suppressed a lot of it, and I hadn't been in that home 
uh, at all, you know, since uh, that morning either, um, as far as that goes. So it, uh, it was extremely difficult and, uh, it brought back every, you know, string of anything that I could possibly remember. Um, and a lot of things that they filmed weren't shown, um, in the actual cut. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of it didn't get explained the way that I, you know, would have liked it to. Um, but I still appreciate those, those people as well. Um, just they, uh, they did the most they could to make me feel comfortable, even in some hard situations. Right. Yeah. So, so in the question I got, I was wondering in the scenes where it shows Rob in the house, were those, were those <laughs> scenes actually in the house or did no, they? No, 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 no. Ah, that's what no, I they thought. weren't. The, uh, the ones that, uh, that I filmed, um, in the last part of the, uh, of the episode were actually in the home, hmm. the actual home. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Is there anything that wasn't shown in the episode that, you know, you'd like to tell people about that people don't know that needs to be told? Um, well, I, I'm not sure that the, uh, the median that, that contacted us, um, when they had the actual um, command center and everything set up down the street from our hair salon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a, a median contact us just randomly. And um, she was from California. Um, she didn't want anything but to tell us that she had seen um, where my mother was going to be found and described the landscape to an absolute T, like could take a picture. And that was it. Um, I searched for months, I guess at this point, um, while I was still up in that area through the woods, um, any kind of ravine, anything like that, um, that I could correlate with, uh, what the median had told me. Um, and come to find out she was found in exactly the same kind of, uh, terrain, that the uh, the median had mentioned. Well, but much later. Hmm. Wow. So there's a. Uh, I've had some out there that that try to make you believe they uh, they can tell you things because you know they have good intentions as far as trying to help your um, your mental and emotional health. But there's uh, there's only been two um, since this all transpired, and one was actually uh, the day after I talked to you guys. From the same state, but a much younger medium mm-hmm. that um, that kind of uh, opened my eyes to a, a lot of other things as well. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So what do you do now, Pistol? What What's your life like now, man? Well, what gets I, you through uh, the day? Well, I'll tell you, um, looking at the next day, yeah. <laughs> you know, pretty much. I, um, I still live out in West Georgia. Um, my father just passed away in, um, February. Oh, this man. past February. So sorry to hear that. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, I've been a, a commercial contractor for over a decade at this point, but I, I took the last year off to kind of take care of my father, um, cause he was bedridden in a wheelchair. So it's pretty much take care of him as much as I could possibly take care of him. 
thankfully I could. Mm-hmm. Respect uh, for that, man. Respect for that. But um, you know, I told him I would. I said, "Look, you did it when I was a kid. It's my turn." You're damn right. So, you know, it's been a, a rough year uh, as far as that goes. I've, you know, I went through a thirteen and a half year relationship um, with my best friend, and she still is my best friend. We're just we went two different ways in life. Yeah. So, um, you know, at this point, it's just it's pretty much try to be as grateful that I'm still around and I have my health um, and that I can uh, still search out you know right. some kind of um, closure yeah. in this so, so what do you think what do you think happened honestly um, th- there's a lot of different things that get through my mind and I've thought about it for years and years um, and as much as I'd like to say, uh, that I have feelings towards her ex-husband about it, I, I can't definitively say, definitively say that, uh, that I have a uh, emotion towards him in this, uh, you know, as cool and as, um, ill-mannered, um, mannered that this man is, I, I, I can't say that that I think he was behind it, but I do not know, you know, right. Yeah. You know, and something will come out eventually. Um, but I, uh, I have some kind of thoughts that, um, she had, uh, somebody that I didn't know that may have been stalking her or something at this point, because she, she wasn't an ugly woman by any means. No, she wouldn't talk to anyone. So a lot of people take that as, you know, some kind of pass or what, whatever you can uh, conjure up to call it. Right, it's giving somebody a little bit of attention. They take it the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. So possible. Yeah, um, I, I really feel in my heart that it, it had something to do with that. And if not, then it was uh, monetarily driven. And then you know you take it from there. Right. You always couldn't give past Rob's flimsy alibi with that damn gas receipt. Driving, yeah, dri- driving yeah. that far out of the way to fill up gas on the way to work, and I don't, I don't know if that's just because there's no more gas stations down there or what, but it just always hit, hit yeah. me wrong. That that was just weird. Yeah, it's just uh, it didn't make any sense to me either because it's the uh, where he was actually working was completely opposite direction of uh, where he had gotten gas, so it didn't make sense for me. Either. Okay, yeah. <laughs> please it ain't just me because I'm. Yeah, going, I didn't. That didn't jive too well with us either, man. Flimsy, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, dropping me off at the hair salon and taking off yeah, dude. and not being there, that then, you know, kind of threw me sideways as well. Yeah, especially, especially since he was so good in the beginning, you know, and then you think oh, yeah. maybe, what did he, was he jealous of you and your mom's relationship? I mean. Oh, it, yeah, to the max. That's what the problem was. See, and that's just shitty. I'm sorry, you better do this. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, uh, the attention that some people need, you know. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. It is. It is, my friend. It is. Yeah. I just, you know, I tend to uh, stray away from people that give me any kind of uh, notion that they might be that type of person. Yeah, um, you've seen too much of that, dude. So they're right. Oh, yeah. Way too much. Yeah. And I, you know, there's no way in hell I'd take any more of it. <laughs> so. No, don't me at all, bud. Mm-mm. 
All right, Pistol. We, man, we appreciate you taking time to tell us a little bit about your story and keep your mom's story alive and um, oh, yeah. helping us keep it out it there. Does. Oh, yeah. And anything I can do to help you with any other things, you know. Oh, man. Anybody you, needs, needs anything, you know, for me as far as they want to talk, anything. It doesn't matter. Shoot me a message. Yeah. Well, we'll put this out there. We'll try to get it ready and have it ready to go Monday on our, on okay. our pod, podcast platforms. And um, keep it alive, right. man. Trying to trying to do the right thing, keeping your mom's story going. And yeah, your I appreciate story. it. And your story. Yeah, man. I appreciate it, guys, yeah. all the way. Yeah. yeah and then, hell, you ain't that far. Maybe we'll ride down and hang out one day. Hey, that's cool, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got, down for that. Yeah. There's there's a lot of beer between here and there, too, bud. <laughs> I'm down for that. I'm a, uh, I'm a Johnny Walker drinker myself, but uh, I'll drink a couple uh, beers with you. All right, Sounds like a plan, my man. All right. We appreciate it, Pistol. Thank you, guys. Thank you, brother. We really appreciate you coming on and uh, doing what you're doing and hanging in there, and we're all pulling for you. And, uh, you got a hell of a sports system. I appreciate it, guys. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you, bud. All right. Good night. We want to thank Pistol Black for being on the show. Yeah. Telling yeah. us a little bit about his story, filling us in some stuff from Unsolved Mysteries. And, well, it's really cool to see his his point of his you know, from his point of view. Yeah. You know, and man, we always thought Rob was a bad dude, but man, he was really trash. I mean yeah. God almighty. I just can't I just can't I don't know. I can't wrap my head around it. Yep. Blows my mind. I don't know how I'd act if I was in Pistol's position, but I mean, he's definitely taking the high road and just uh, living life, man. Yeah, every living day. Life. Every day. Appreciating what he's got and what is, and uh, trying to, you know, do the right thing for his mom, I think. Yeah. You know, staying on the right track and keep pushing forward. Yeah, I'm so sad he lost his dad, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That sucks. But I mean, he stepped and he up. He stepped up and done the right thing for there, and just what, what? I mean, what can you say about the guy? I mean, yeah. nothing but positive. Yeah. And I'm I'm so glad to have him as a friend now. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because we got a little little crazy there in the in the, the quality leg, but uh, maybe you know it's okay. Yeah. You get what you get. That's it. Yeah. It was really a uh, we in a uh, we really appreciate you doing it, brother. All right. All right, Dale. We're gonna get out of here, bud. Let's shut her down. We want everyone to be safe. Please be careful and always be aware of your surroundings. Because the next episode could be about you. This is The Crack Crack House House Chronicles. Chronicles.